This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, oopsie-daisy, how kid injuries make us feel. Plus, Biz is getting Katie Bell's message loud and clear, Teresa is maxed out, and we kick off a month of Halloween fun with Michael Leviton, co-author of My First Ghost. Woo! It's October! It is the month of spooks! Teresa, (laughs) how are you? I'm I'm okay. So I have Gracie is home right now. Uh-huh. She's not going to school for a little bit while we sort of reassess things at home. Okay. Don't worry guys, she's still being educated. Uh, she's just <laughs> if anybody wrote us. <laughs> no, you know what's funny though is that like she keeps saying to people that we run into like I haven't been to school for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting Great. and then I, I'm just like trying I'm like ah, 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 like trying to explain what's going on so I finally told her the other could you just say something like I tried to give her some alternative things she could say but yeah so she's she's around Oscar's at school regular school day Monday through Friday he's doing fine Curtis is still a toddler and he's still at home so I have Kind of a lot of little, like, drama things going on with Gracie's school situation and trying to get that under control and just having her around all the time and, like, trying to keep her stimulated and uh, have, like, stuff for her to do and the toddler and the Oscar drop-offs and pickups. Yeah. And it's been... It's been a little bit of a crazy time. It's been it's yeah, don't say. been crazy. Yeah, it's been actually crazy. But I had this thought this morning driving here. And what it was was that like I was thinking back cuz I've definitely been having some of those moments recently where I'm like, wow, this is not what I expected this time of my life to be like. Like this was right. not in my plan. This is not what I expected. And And yet, I was thinking this morning, like, thinking back to, like, when, you know, Gracie was, like, two and a half, three, and Oscar was a baby. So I just had two. That seemed just as hard. Yeah. At least. Yeah. If not harder. Like, I've noticed I can only be so stressed out. Like, you hear people (laughs) saying that about having, like, many kids. Yeah. Like, you can only be so busy and overworked. Like, there's... (laughs) There's, like, stuff I've had to, like, like, I've dropped off social media just because I yeah, don't, I, know. Ha- I, I physically, it's not even like, oh, this is better for me. It's like, no, I just don't know when, how right. to do it. Yes. And that's fine. And there, there's other things I'm not able to keep up with. And sure, there's stuff that's falling through the cracks, but it was like that before, too. It's just different stuff. Right. Like, and no, I remember you talking about stuff falling through the cracks. Yeah. Uh, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. And I, <laughs> And just being yeah. super stressed at super the time. Stressed. And, like, things being really hard and, like, self-care always being a challenge. Yeah. And, th- like, it, it just is interesting to me. Like, that, that like, <laughs> yeah, like, you kind of are either kind of in crisis mode trying to yeah. get stuff organized or things are pretty good slash busy <laughs> for a while. Like, it's kind of... 
I, I'm sort of gathering that. that it, like It's that's, that new normal thing that we yeah. talked about. But I think we both thought when we discussed a new normal many years ago yeah. that, that that would maybe go away. Right. <laughs> we did. I think. I think yeah. Because you're talking about stuff we have talked about. Yeah. And I feel like what's different when you say what's different is this thing that I think maybe this year is becoming more clear for us is that all the previous times we've talked about it, we we said it with the idea that it was going to end at right. some point. Time. Thinking that was like a special moment yeah, in that time was a really hard that thing. would go away. <laughs> like, <laughs> and now it's, no, there's only some, yeah. you're just going to be maxed out. Yeah, you're just going to be maxed out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one max out is not that different from, from the other, other max, max out. out. Yeah. It's just like constantly getting poked all day. <laughs> wow. Well, you are doing a good job. Oh, thanks, Biz. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. it's a, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. How are you? Well, I'm all right. <laughs> the, the plus side is that it is October, yeah. which means... It's my favorite month. Yep. Spooky, ooky, kooky, which is great. Stefan is out of town. Okay. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) So that's great. But what I really want to talk about is this this message that Katie Bell's been trying to uh, communicate to me over Uh the last few months that I, I, I may be finally catching on to. And that is she would really like her own room. Okay, Katie Bell is nine, Ellis is four. They share a room because Mm -hmm. we don't really have another room for them to go to. This is the option. They share the room. They share the room. (laughs) And I have done my best to, like, you know, split it up. You know, we've gone through... We've gone through the, like, I did the little canopy things over Mm -hmm. their bed, you know, sticking screws on all the walls and covering them with sheets. I've let them, like, tape off areas with tape. So, mm-hmm. you know, their rooms are, you know, sort of uh, represented by tape. Currently, there is a rope hanging directly across the middle of the room mm. with sheets mm. clipped to it, mm-hmm. making it two rooms mm-hmm. with, like, like, a little sort of doorway that they, you know, mm-hmm. years ago I would have tried to make it really cute. No. Now it's just two fucking yeah. sheets. Well, and it she, sounds like she has her own room now, now though, so that's great. That's like, it is, you know, she has like totally, you know, decorated, done all her own stuff in uh-huh. this room. Uh-huh. Her room has the closet. Uh-huh. So Ellis has to come to the door with his oh basket and then she calls out clothing and then she puts it in the basket <sighs> and gives really it to cute. him. I know. And it, it look, <laughs> it's all very cute. So cute. And it's it's everybody seems like all right, but there are so many like she's like, I'm going to my room. She'll like go in there yeah. and she's like, I'm in my room and mm. I don't want to come back. And I'm just like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get yeah. it. And it sucks that I cannot give you your own room. Yeah. And I appreciate that you are getting to an age in which you need your own room. Mm-hmm. But I just was like, this is our, this is the house now. Yeah. There's a makeshift curtain wall. Yeah. Going across the room. Sounds really nice. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> 
Speaking of great, we're going to talk today about our kids getting hurt and how that makes us feel. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Once again, it's all about us. I know. <laughs> Through it's the lens. It's always been about us. Through the lens of child injuries. Yeah. <laughs> this, I started thinking about this topic and I suddenly found myself going lots of places with this. Mm-hmm. Basically, how one as a parent approaches kids getting hurt. Does that change as kids get older, different ages? Yeah. I, I, like, how do I feel? I mean, like, I, I want to say, There are such a wide range of childhood injuries from, Mm -hmm. like, stubbing your toe to, like, breaking an arm. Splinters. Splinters, stitches, Lego stomping. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just have a lot of opportunities to get hurt, which leads me to my first question, which Mm -hmm. is, I feel like there are sort of two styles of parenting that has been presented to us by society. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is parents who try to never let their child get hurt Mm -hmm. and parents who are like, go get hurt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Both sound kind of shitty. Yeah. (laughs) When you look at it from like the way I think our media like portrays them. Yes. Helicopter. Your child will never be able to do anything independently and not know what pain is. Yeah. And then (laughs) then there's like the like, you just let your child go out and get. Right. So we're all monsters as parents. Right. Let's agree on that. Yeah. Where do you fall in this? Can we start with this just as parents? Mm -hmm. Was there a preconceived idea of how you were going to handle kids getting hurt versus how you handle it. Hmm. You know, is it true that third kid in, you just don't even care oh, if God. he gets hurt? I wish. I know. <laughs> I wish oh. that, that was, there was some truth to that. Yeah. No, I mean, <clears throat> I'm less cautious for my third child yeah, okay. than I was with the other two, but that has resulted in him getting hurt sometimes in ways right. that really upset me. Because I'm like, wow, I just wasn't worried about that. And I probably really should have been. been. And I would have been with the other two, you know? Yeah. So that's interesting. But to answer your first question, I think I would like to imagine that I'm more on the side of let them get hurt. But I'm I'm sure there's limitations (laughs) on my ability (laughs) to be that way. But I I remember one time when uh, Gracie was a toddler, Jesse said something to me that has really helped me and has kind of been a mantra for me. And it was just that, like, getting hurt helps them learn. Like, that's how they learn. And so I was like, okay, that's actually really true. Like, there's very few, like, it's very unlikely that this kid is going to get hurt to the point where it's really going to cause trauma or it's going to, like, affect them lifelong. I mean, that can happen, you know, for sure. But, like, as far as just, you know, trying to prevent every trip or fall or bump or bruise or whatever right. like that's helped me kind of keep that kind of stuff in perspective and it it's totally true yeah. like they totally yeah. need to like trip on the stairs to like figure out how to do the stairs like that's right true yeah I think I've got like a lot of different like I think I've gone emotionally through a lot of different things with the kids and injuries like I 
Definitely. When Katie Bell was, you know, just starting to walk and, you know, sort of toddler age, we were in Brooklyn and we'd always go to the little park down the street. And, you know, I can remember feeling both like judgy and mm-hmm. and impressed mm-hmm. by what I considered pretty free range of kids being in what I thought were perilous situations mm, yeah. as toddlers. I'll be like, yeah. oh, that's an edge. Yeah. You're up high, that's an edge. Yeah. Right? Like, or like parents seeming to be very relaxed yeah. about it. And I, first child, you know, I remember feeling guilty that I couldn't feel that relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling like, well, why should I feel that relaxed? And I called my mom and talked to mama about it. And she said, and this has helped me as a mantra, which was, I knew you were going to get hurt, but I wasn't going to let you get hurt if you were standing right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that helped me kind of feel like, okay, I obviously am not going to let you get hurt if you're standing right here. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to fall in front of me. Mm-hmm. Right. That said, there have been lots of times when right in front of me, my kids have fallen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Shit. Well, and sometimes trying to break their fall is worse. more dangerous yeah. than just letting them take a little tumble. Yeah, like, I agree. You know? Yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. I just was like, oh. It's a good, it is a good way of letting go a bit. Because yeah. it does help you, re- like what she said helps you realize you won't always be there. Be and there. we need to accept that. Right. And that's okay. And it's also okay that like if you're standing right there, yes, by all means. Right, like, right, right. You Put can your try hand to out. help. Right, yeah. try to help. Exactly. Yeah. Can I say something about ledges at the playground? Yeah. this is like relevant. This just happened. Yeah. Like a week ago. Fucking ledges. Okay. <laughs> so when both Grace and Oscar were Curtis's age, when they were like, you know, 20 months-ish, yeah. I'd take them to the playground, and, you know, all the playgrounds say two and up. They right. all say two and up, and everybody takes their one-year-olds there and their one-and-a-half-year-olds there because there's nowhere else to take them. Right. There's no... So that's what yeah. we do. Yeah. yeah. So even on, like, the smaller playgrounds that are for two and up, that's where you have your toddler. And with Grace and Oscar, I was super worried about those ledges. And there's yeah. a lot of those playgrounds where, like, the kid can, like, go through a tunnel and then when they're on the other side, they're at a ledge. Yeah. And you're up on the playground with them because they're little. And you're thinking, <laughs> I can't let them go through the tunnel because then I have to, like, real quick get oh, back down around. Like, I can't fit through the tunnel. I don't want to go through the tunnel. Right. So I'm going to, you know, it's like. Wait, 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 like, wait, wait. How do I, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. Wait right there. <laughs> and, like, there was one playground that I stopped actually taking them for a long mm. time because it had this kind of, like, weird treacherous thing that was pretty high up. And I was just like, this doesn't yeah. seem good. So anyways, I had that moment with Curtis at the park the other day. It was just the two of us. And I literally thought to myself, I'm so much more relaxed about these things than I would have been with them. Yeah. And I think it's because he moves a little slower than they did. Mm. He's a little less impulsive than they were. Right. He's a little more cautious and careful. But I really was also just not being as careful as I normally am. And he went through a tunnel, and I'm looking at him. I'm looking. He's so cute. I took a picture of him <laughs> through the tunnel. Right. And then he's laughing at me, and he's backing up oh, towards no. the edge. Yeah. Literally backing up. And I'm going, oh, my God. I'm thinking to myself, what? how do I stop him? And I'm saying, stop. I'm trying to, like, not yeah, freak him out and make him do yeah. something. So I'm going, stop. okay, that's good. Slow down. Turn around. Turn around. And I'm I'm. Yeah. I literally, I this took years off my life. It was like the yeah. time that the dogs jumped off the roof. Right. 
he just backed off the thing. Yeah. He straight up backed off the thing. And I screamed. Yeah. Nobody came to help me. No. Thanks, people at the park. Yeah. I went down there. He It was sand, but it yeah. was way up high. It was way up high. He the hit shock. his head on the pole yeah. coming down. He was fine. He was totally fine, but it was, I cried. Yeah. I mean, I cried. Oh, it was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And then, like, a few minutes later, he just tripped and fell on his face, which made me think, like, wow, we need to just leave. Yeah. And also, like, is he okay? I felt like, oh, if he's, like, got a concussion or something, right. now he's, like, bumping into things or falling. You know, like, I just, I, lo- I mean, I yeah. really. And that was, like, what I, the reason I'm telling that story is that I'm sure, like, most people have had something similar they can right. relate to. But I think the way we behave at the park has a lot to do with, stuff that has happened before. Right. Like, I feel like... I agree. How you are with your first kid is really different from whatever happened with your first kid at the park. And, you know, how you are with later kids, if you have later kids, really relates to, you know, because now I feel like if I take him back to the park... Yeah. I'm going to be different. Yeah. From that. Yeah. Even with him being okay, as far as I can tell. (laughs) Oh, kids learn from injuries. So do we. Yeah. No, but I agree. That sort of like, because I've been in that situation where like, I'm going to be cool. Like, there's right. something, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be totally fine. Yeah. When you were talking about the like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Oh, my God. That took me right back to those days with both kids where <sighs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. You can go down, but you wait. Look, here comes yeah. Mama. Yeah, Mama's yeah, yeah. coming down the thing. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. I'm down here. Yeah. Now you can go. Yeah. Like a little. I Does anybody like, wonder why we're tired? <laughs> I'm tired. But like. All the times I was going to try and be cool, right, yeah. or not, like, yell at Stefan to watch yeah. a little closer or whatever would always be the time, it feels like, is always the time where something happens. And then I'm mad at myself for not, yeah. for, like, who was I trying to be cool for? Right. I am not kidding that Katie Bell, at nine years old, I am, like, now kind of okay not watching her every step, right? right? She was a faller. Yeah. She was a faller. Her center of gravity was not, like, good. Uh You know, like, everything (laughs) fell. Like, she never, like, landed on her bottom. She was just... There was always movement. Like a little awkwardness. Yeah, like, very awkward. Well, Ellis, solid center of gravity, and I knew it, but it didn't change anything about how I reacted to him being out because Katie Bell fell off and on and mm. every her we should have documented her knees mm. because like as a photo documentary yeah. because from the time she could walk until mm, eight yeah she would always as soon as one scab on her knee healed yeah another was there yeah and yeah i just that sort of guilt with that but now, that's interesting to me because i would have i would have thought that if you see that she's Falling and scraping her knees a lot, that you'd I, be used to it. You'd just be like, that's just something kids do. And <laughs> she's obviously fine because she continues well, to like be able to walk. Do you know what I mean? I think like, it's one of those parent things where like on the outside I'm a little like, okay. But on the inside I'm like, <laughs> my child yeah. will never go yeah. into the world. You know, and like yeah. how how both kids re- reacted to falling. I want to talk about that. Like, how are we supposed to react? Like yeah. I will say they're there are, again, two styles of reacting, it feels like. And I'm sure mm-hmm. there's like a million degrees in between. But I will say I always fell into the camp of try not to make a huge deal right. about the fall. Yeah. That said, backing out of a tunnel off a ledge is not one of those I'm ones where you're like, oopsie, I'm not yeah. okay yeah. either. Yeah. But like the, the, 
the boo boo knees, like yeah, the, the boo boo knees. knees. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like why we call them boo boos and alleys. Are yeah. we doing it to make it not be as scary? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's it's oopsie daisy. Are you okay? Yeah. And then. Uh, like, let my first reaction be, it's okay. And I used to make me crazy when strangers who would watch Katie Bell fall, because I'd go over and be like, you're okay? Are uh-huh. you all right? What's happening? Uh-huh. Would be like, <gasps> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's Katie you're like, Bell. Dude. All kids are like, yeah. all kids are like either they're going to react yeah. to how you react. Oh, yeah. And if you're like, <gasps> they're oh, going to, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, it really does hurt, which then yeah. makes me like lead that like, age-old question that turned into kid injuries of if no one is there to see the child fall yeah what is the child's reaction (laughs) is there a scream is there a cry you know and i try to think back in my own injuries and i'm like yeah do do i cry when when no one's there when no one's there i don't know yeah Yeah. i do when i'm just mad at the fucking world yeah (laughs) but not when i fall yeah (laughs) so do you I mean, how do you feel about the reaction or how you address injuries or like? Yeah, I think (laughs) I think it's funny because, yeah, when when with Gracie, when she was little, I think I used to do like the same approach. Like, I'm just going to try to stay calm and like, you know, let her know that it's okay and like not freak out too much. And I think now because like with the exception of like things that I'm actually scared or upset about but like with just the stuff where I can tell they're okay I'm so like relaxed about that stuff and don't care at all that I more have to do the other thing which is like I go like oh that looks like it really hurt are you okay do you want a boo-boo bunny yeah yeah like do you need a band like I try to like be yeah. Really like with them. Like, what do you need? Like, I try to like really I know. really put on that like if you're hurt, that's okay to feel hurt because well, I otherwise I'm just gonna be like, Yeah, you're fine. I know. Obviously you're completely fine. I've done literally this. you're fine. I am also in this place. <laughs> okay. Of the like with Katie Bell in particular, uh-huh. with the oldest. Yeah. Where I'm like either Either I have to stop everything and give her the big serious, I'm with you, mm-hmm. I'm very focused, because it almost feels like because she's not a baby yeah. anymore, she this is a way to get the baby totally. in, so I do that. Yeah. But then there are other times, yesterday, I was just kind of done, uh-huh. end of the day on Sunday, you know, Katie Bell had been uh, not very pleasant all day, yeah. everything had been snippy, uh-huh. snooty, and really pre-teeny, I guess. Oh my God, she was so, just like... Uh, that's stupid. Like, oh, oh, I God. just was like, my baby. Uh, uh, anyway, so I was done. Yeah. Ellis was done. Uh, anyway, she comes walking through the den, and Ellis's shit was everywhere, and she stepped right on a fucking Lego. Mm-hmm. And it hurt. Yeah. And it hurts. It hurts. And I just kept moving. Yeah. I just kept moving. Yeah. Because I was like, you guys, this yeah. is yeah. y'all's fucking house. Yeah. And I did, and she was like, she then stepping on the Lego happened right after I had snapped at her mm-hmm. about something mm-hmm. and then she snapped at Ellis mm-hmm. about the Lego so I think there was definitely something emotional coming out oh, yeah. with the Lego yeah but I also just walked on because yeah. there is that time like you're all right yeah yeah <laughs> like, you're all right yeah and at you're... a certain point we kind of like want them to learn that right where they can like take stock themselves yeah and be like am I okay yeah I guess yeah I'm okay. I guess I'm okay that kind of hurt but yeah it's now like, it's feeling better yeah. You could pick up your brother's fucking Legos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. But then I'm like, don't you pick up his Legos. Those are his. His. You're not his assistant. Anyway. So, 
fucking kids. All right. The last sort of thing I want to touch on about injuries are the injuries that happen when we are not there mm-hmm. and how that makes us mm-hmm. feel. Now, some of you who have been listening to the show for a while might have caught on that I could spend my entire day worrying about mm-hmm. what's happening to my children. Mm-hmm. And for me, that has been a huge struggle of like just shutting that voice down. Yeah. And even with the like getting hurt in front of me, the the another mantra that I had to say to myself was, okay, I know what the worst thing could be, mm-hmm. but probably the worst thing is knocking their teeth out. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, if they fall, like the worst thing... That- it's going to be like knocking worst, your worst teeth thing. out, yeah. and I can't handle this if this happens, yeah. right? Yeah. So if they fall, if they slip, yeah. I'm going to set that as my worst case uh-huh. over broken bones, over all the stuff, right? Uh-huh. So when they're out, I have to kind of like, I have to get that voice going of, they're fine. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's going to be fine. Yeah. They come home in one piece. Yeah. But then there's the moment where the calls come in right. from the school, yeah. and all of that relaxing is gone. And I'm remembering when Grace was little, yeah. and you got the call from the school that she had fallen yeah. and cut her head. Yeah. Take, just take us through what life is like when— Well, yeah. yeah. No, I think I was pretty calm you were very in that calm. situation. Yeah, because I yeah. knew that she was going to be okay. Right. I just had to, you know, yeah, take good. care of her. Yeah. But, um, that that one I was thinking about because that was a big one. It was, a, it was like the first big. Yeah, like, and like she still has a scar. Yeah. Like she had to get. They had to like do the like straight. They call it the papoose or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's like the straight jacket for little ones when to like get stitches. It's awful. Awful. It was awful. But I think what's interesting about that one is like I, I think so much about when my kids get hurt when I'm not there has to do with this like what the story was around them getting right. hurt because like she fell at school and cut her head on a brick and if that had been the story I would have been like wow kids get hurt yeah kids fall and get hurt you know is there something we can do about the bricks in that area or something right. but what it was was that another kid pushed her yeah and she fell and hit her head so that was way harder to yeah. deal with, even though they were three. And I wasn't, right. I, it was not like a bullying situation. No. Like, we knew this other family. They're great. <laughs> yeah. Like, the kid's great. Yeah. It was just one of those things. Right. And, but then all this stuff goes through your mind, especially with your first kid, where you're yeah. like, do they not like her? Like, was it, right. why, why did this happen? Like, you know, and there's that, so much not in my control. Exactly. That's there's a big just one. so yeah, much not me. in your control. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also like situ like there was a situation recently at, at Gracie's school where she cut her hand on a fence. Mm. And like if she had just like cut her hand with me while we were like right. playing near a fence or something, I would have been like or if I'd heard about that happening, I would have been like, oh, you cut your hand. It wasn't a bad cut or yeah. anything. But, like, because I know it was, like, a really stressful situation when that right. happened, I was horrified. I was like, and she cut her hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she got a cut. I mean, like. Yeah. So I think that's a big part of it, well, too. Well, the emotion. It's just like Katie Bell probably having a bigger reaction to the Lego because I had just snapped at her. Uh-huh. The same is true for us. Oh, Whatever's yeah, exactly. going on, it's yes. going to either make that boo-boo the worst or it's okay or it's fine I can deal yeah I like have a hard time I think it's like hard to bounce back sometimes Mm -hmm. as the parent of the like injuries because like the moment that phone rings I'm thinking 
Yeah. What's happened? Right. You know, you, I was noticing that about you the other day because you got a call from the school. And the minute the preschool called, yeah. this total change <laughs> happened to you. For, seriously, yeah. before you even picked up the phone, you were just like, it's the school. And I could tell that you were like getting into like self preservation right. mode, like totally bracing yourself for the worst news. Yeah. It was really intense. Yeah. Like, no, were I. You, I was am like, I right that I well, was getting I, that from you? I never assume. Anyone is calling me from a school for any other reason other than somebody is sick or hurt, uh-huh. okay? And so, yeah. like, it because schools aren't normally like, hey, everything's yeah. going great. Right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just uh, not yeah. what's happening. <laughs> um, it's just like in my family. Yeah. Every email or call from my, you know, parents. Is, yeah. We just have to start with nobody's dead. Yeah. This is what's fine. happening, oh right? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like... I think the thing about, like, kids being away and getting hurt is yeah. so much of that taps into the, like, I got to be cool. Let my children go out in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, whether they get hurt at a friend's house or at school. Because I know things happen in the world, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, well, we've got to remove all the bricks from the school. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be able to do that. I yeah. can't keep bricks. Right. You know, there's so many toys my kids had. As little kids that were so unfun because the cord was only like five inches. And I'm like, I get it. I understand it. Yeah. But I also understand that none of that's yeah. ever going to, you keep shortening everything in the world, but it's not going to yeah. keep. Childhood is dangerous. Childhood is brutally yeah. dangerous. God, it's yeah. like the worst. And so it's just really hard. And I think about like my parents sometimes wouldn't know I was hurt for hours. Right. Because there was no cell phone. Right. And now uh, I wouldn't know on a day like today if we didn't have cell phones, if something happened to Katieville and they didn't have this phone number at the office, which I would have to have given her, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I wouldn't know until like 1.30. Right. (laughs) Yeah. crazy. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's healthy for us as parents because I think it hypes up the like, I should be able to get there. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Because I got the message right now. Yeah. I've got to be able to go. Right. Yeah. As opposed to like, or what do you mean that parent couldn't pick her up? Right. Like, right. or what do you mean he couldn't come get his child? Right. Yeah. Like, because in lots of situations, people wouldn't have gotten the message. Right. Like, even 10 years ago. Right. And, and that most of the time that's okay. And that's actually okay. You know, like, like the kids are usually in a safe place. Right. You know, we're not talking about a kid breaking their ankle down by the river and right. no one's around. Well, they you wouldn't know? have been able to call you anyway. Right. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, for the most part, you're hopefully sending them someplace where you trust the people who are there enough to take care yeah. if something's wrong. But I feel like I wonder how much the immediate ability to mm. know about it plays into heightens, our heightens yeah. our guilt, heightens oh, our judgment. Definitely. Heightens all of it. Oh, that's such a good point. Right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well. 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 We're learning a lot. We are. I'm going to touch that iron and learn something. <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Mosaic's Chips. Mosaic Chips are crafted with organic ingredients you can spot. Green peas, yellow peas, potatoes, and black beans. They're popped, not fried, then lightly misted with organic extra virgin olive oil. 
a new kind of gluten-free chip with flavors you already love. Sea salt, barbecue, cheddar, salsa, and sour cream and onion. You guys, they're really good. Mosaic's chips are really light and crispy and a little bit savory and salty and just delicious. So deliciousness.com is your one-stop shop for new and innovative snacks with ingredients you can feel good about. From Mosaic's chips, organic pop veggie and potato chips, to Crunch Bites rice cracker coated almonds. Use code MOTHER at checkout to take 20% off your first order at deliciousness.com. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. We're, we've already set the stage that I'm running real low on the self-care front lately. <laughs> but I figured out the most amazing thing, which is that Oscar has a weekly appointment in this in this like professional building that just happens to also be the building where my therapist has her office from like, I haven't seen her in like two years. And I figured out how to, like I was able to get her to schedule me so that I can take him to his appointment, run upstairs real quick, have therapy and then go back down and pick him up from his appointment and oh. then we can go. So I'm now, and I'm there every week for him anyway. So yeah. I'm now getting access to therapy every week. Oh my God. Yes. That is so I good. Know. I know. That's so Thank good. You. Yeah. Mine is therapy related too. Okay. The last two weeks for me have been just rage filled nightmares. Oh, uh, as a, okay. well, I mean, yeah, I've always been very honest that, you know, how. Being raped in college has affected, you know, mm. my life, especially as a parent, and all this different stuff. But a lot of stuff, you know, nicely packed away. Mm-hmm. And given not only the Me Too movement, but the uh, recent events surrounding the Supreme Court nominee, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, and uh, his accuser, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, it was... There was a lot, surprisingly, that uh, was not settled. So not only Mm. did I have therapy on the Friday that it all really first kind of came to a head, I then asked Stefan to take the kids to school on the day of the hearing so that I could watch it Mm. uh, because I needed to watch it for my own reasons. And then I followed that immediately up with therapy. Yeah, (laughs) And we, I mean, a lot's open and a lot Mm -hmm. is, uh, we're going to have to keep working on it. Mm -hmm. But I just was like, I can because I am going to give myself the tools I need to take care of it. Good job. Um, And that has been really a lot. That sounds but, like a lot, yeah. and it sounds like you're totally facing it and, yeah. like, taking care of yourself in the best way you can. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm really going to try good. and do. Good yeah. job. Thank you. Hi, this is Teresa. I'm calling with a genius. I have to say my flexibility today has been on point. My toddler was too tired and cranky to uh, sit through church today, so we just didn't go. 
I didn't pressure myself into forcing both of us to sit and try to keep him calm. So he just stayed home and took an early nap. And then we've just kind of done whatever today. The plans I originally had, I just threw them out the window. And now instead of eating his own dinner, I am letting him eat mine. So anyway, I just wanted to call and share with someone who might care. Thanks. You guys are doing a great job. Bye. Yeah. This is really good. It's good. She does. It's like a day of giving in. Yeah. To the to the fact that you have this toddler. You have a toddler who, you know, yeah. isn't going to want to do all the stuff you yeah. want to do. And I feel like, you know, I wish I could be that parent that, like, you know, my children aren't going to change my lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, no, but they did. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally what did. happens. That's what happens. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes. Just like going with the water. Yeah. Going, just letting the lazy river take you yeah. around as opposed to fight. Can't can't put the inner tube back now. Going to have to keep going around the lazy river one more time, and that's okay. And you're right. We care. Yeah, we totally we care. care. We are very impressed with you. I am impressed. Yeah. You are doing a great job. Yeah, you are. Failures. Fail, fail, fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. So I was with Gracie at the doctor like a week ago, and we were going to have flu shots, and the story around her flu shot will be a fail for another day, but I was getting my (laughs) flu shot first, and she was there watching, and the nurse was describing to Gracie what she was doing, like each step of the way. (laughs) She started by rubbing like alcohol in my arm and Grace was like what's that and she's like she's like oh it's it's alcohol to clean the arm and Grace goes alcohol why my mom already drinks a lot of alcohol every night <laughs> oh my god oh <clears throat> Yeah, and I said, and I looked at her like, and I said to the nurse, you know, I have like a glass of wine, like every, and she's like, right, a glass of wine, right? And I was like, yeah. And I looked at Grace like, are you serious? Come on, man, don't rat me out. Be cool. It just feels so unfair. I just want my glass of wine. Yeah. Uh, well. Most of the time, she doesn't even see me when I'm having my I glass know. of wine. So how does that even work? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. It was special. Yeah. Yeah. So mine ties in very nicely to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show about, oh, no, sometimes stuff doesn't stop being hard. It just gets harder. And I just, I cannot do emails anymore. Mm. I, it I is hear that. Completely. Play, and I go to bed like guilt over mm-hmm. it. Like, God, I have like eight emails I just need to respond to, mm-hmm. right? Or I just need to clean out that inbox. Mm-hmm. I just need to like email somebody to let them know this thing. Yeah. Or, you know, it's not like anybody's asking me to write a paper. Yeah, no. I just have to respond. Yeah. And commit to whatever it is. And I, I really just get that. literally yeah. am like, I cannot. Yeah. Like, I don't. I can't do it. And I don't know what that's about. I don't either. But I just am like, I know that I'm, this is an easy way to communicate with the world. Yeah. And I can't. Hmm. I don't know what it's about. People are going to have to start DMing you on Twitter or something. No, I'm definitely not any better with that. Call me on the telephone and ask me the question. Oh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. 
Red Mothers. I have a sale, an awesome sale. So I was outside with my one-year-old, and all these um, rescue bots were near the wood pile. So I thought, oh, fun. We'll bring the rescue bots inside, and the older two boys can show the baby uh, how to do the rescue bots. So we brought the three rescue bots in on the guest bed where the other two were watching a video, and um, I put them down on the bed, and little did I know the rest these rescue bots were a hotel for tons of pincher bugs, like those yucky brown pincher bugs. So they start crawling out of the toys, screaming and chaos ensued. And I'm like, everybody off the bed. And um, luckily I thought to like wrap the um, quilt up into a bundle and then go shake it off the deck. But I was just like, oh my God, that was so disgusting. And could have been a lot worse. But, uh, yeah, so awesome sale. Hope you guys are doing awesome and have a great day. You're doing a great job. That's pretty awful. I saw this coming because we had the same thing happen with our Octonauts cups a couple of years ago. And I will never leave, like, a plastic toy that has any hollow parts outside ever again because it was so, so gross. I saw this coming because I've seen horror movies. I just was like... Oh, what is so about gross. to And the pincher bugs yeah. are nightmarish looking bugs. They really are. Anyway. Yeah. I do not know if pincher bug is the name. It's of not the, the name. But we all but we agree. All know we know what that is. Bug. It's yeah. a pincher bug. I'm not even sure they pinch people. No, I don't but think they, they look, do. But they are nasty They're looking. They're so gross. They're so scary looking. Yeah. Right? And where there's one, there's more. Oh, and they're always like, hiding and lurking. That's right. And for them to come pouring out of rescue bots yeah. on your bed. Yeah, uh, I... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, too. You are doing a horrible job. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to kick off a spooky season. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it. Care.com is a super helpful, convenient, easy-to-use website. Biz and I both have premium memberships. It's the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. You can get care for everyone when and where you need it, from housekeepers, dog walkers, tutors, errand runners, and senior care, to child care, nannies, and date night care. To save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit care.com slash mother when you subscribe. That's care.com slash mother for 30% off a premium membership.
Teresa. Yes. Let's call someone today. Hey, today we are calling Michael Levitin, who's a writer, storyteller, photographer, and musician. He has ghost-written celebrity picture books for HarperCollins and written 20 illustrated paperbacks for below-level readers for Scholastic's Read 180 Literacy Program. He teaches creative writing to adults, songwriting to children, and has appeared on This American Life and written for the New York Times Modern Love. His memoir, To Be Honest, about his honesty-obsessed upbringing is forthcoming from Abrams Books in spring 2020. Levitin co-wrote My First Ghost, a children's book about how to be friends with ghosts, published in 2012. Welcome, Michael. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh, We normally ask all of our guests a certain question that this week, I think I'm going to mix it up as it is the beginning of October, my favorite month of spooky delights. And I'm going to ask you instead, do you have any ghosts living in your house? Yes, I do have ghosts. (laughs) I've had ghosts for a long time. Um, I live in a small Brooklyn apartment with many ghosts. I've actually lost track of how many ghosts I live with yes. over the years. Do you, I have to ask you this question though, uh, on this, I used to live in a Brooklyn brownstone, you know, bottom floor apartment thing. Uh, and I had cats who were constantly aware. I just assumed of the ghosts. Do you, do you have a pet who's aware of the ghost in your house? Uh, no, I, I have no pets, but also ghosts are, uh, you know, the kinds of ghosts I'm talking about are invisible and silent and take up no space at all. So, uh. Uh, there's no way to feel them in most cases. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, understandable. We had this cat who would just go to the corner and cry up at the top of the corner. <laughs> my part, my husband was like, what is happening? And I was like, oh, it's obviously because there's a ghost there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, let's that, get... That's an explanation. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is always my explanation. I will always go towards there's a ghost there first. <laughs> Why is your child looking over your shoulder? Ghost? Well, it's obviously looking at a ghost. I'm not going to turn around. All right. Well, we have had you here to talk about a book that you co-wrote a couple of years ago called My First Ghost. And I want to say, Teresa introduced me to this book. She, I'd like to give you some background that she and I are very different people. And (laughs) one of the things that makes us different is uh, Teresa, not as uh, into the spooks, Mm-hmm. Or ghosts, or anything terribly scary. I'm staunchly anti-spook. <laughs> <laughs> While I for sure grew up in a haunted house and come from a long southern family of seeing ghosts, and you know, I definitely, yeah, ghost, obviously, spooky things, perfect. The spookier, <laughs> the better. So, given that. Teresa got this book, and she has been talking about it for a while now, just how sweet it is and what a sweet introduction to ghosts that is for her kids. And so she gave it to me to take a look at it and read with my children. And I started reading it thinking, this is the most terrifying book I've ever read (laughs) because I actually believe in ghosts. There's a ghost. Right over your shoulder right now reading the book. There he is! <laughs> um, so take us through... It really is a sweet book. I don't want anybody to think that this is a horror novel. But take us through why you wrote this book and, and sort of your thoughts on, on having a ghost in your house. Well, uh, so there are two sides of me about this book. <laughs> one, 
So what the, I think the way I came up with this idea, uh, Margaret and I came up with it together. The, the, this arose from a book we love called Uncle Shelby's ABZs, which is a Shel Silverstein picture book that I maybe is even out of print. But the joke of that book is that Shel Silverstein keeps giving you lessons, keeps teaching you things that are all wrong. And as a child, you see through what the adults are telling you. And the whole thing is just one thing after another where you're laughing at his attempts to trick you. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? So it's the fun of seeing through the lies of adults. Um, there's, there's a part in Uncle Shelby's ABZ where he has a little circle on the page with a smudge on it. And he says, hey, kids, I've pasted to the page a brand new quarter for you to spend on whatever you want. P.S. Be sure your parents don't steal it before you can spend it. <laughs> As a kid, you're like, there was never a quarter there. <laughs> Silverstein is tricking me, you know? Right. Um, and, and so as a kid, I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Seeing through adults and their lies and tricks was my favorite game, you know? Um, and I was raised by very skeptical parents who love to point out the lies of the world. Um, so, so um, to me, the that's book a lie. Is about, that's a lie. <laughs> um, yeah, like, but my, my, so to me, the joy of the thing was telling you we've given you a free ghost that's invisible and silent and takes up no space. Right. Okay. And the kids getting to try to prove that there is no ghost. Right. So kids of a certain age uh, respond like going, oh my God, there's a ghost. And they can enjoy that version of the book as well, which is fun to believe that I've given you an actual ghost. Right. But it's real, but, or an imaginary friend or whatever, however you see it. But the other, other half is the kids who are laughing at all of the attempts to trick them that there's really a ghost there. So when I would do reading, a lot of kids would, like, try to call out inconsistencies in the book <laughs> to try to get me to admit that there was no ghost in the book, which I thought was really fun. But... <laughs> I am laughing because I read this to my four-year-old son, and I say, <laughs> I get to the, the first part where it says, yeah, you can't see, hear, or touch your ghost. And this just seemed preposterous to Ellis because we've grown up talking about, yeah, you can see ghosts. Right. <laughs> it's just like, I don't understand. So this is playing out in a totally different way in our house. And it's also, like, really hard for me not to read it in a super spooky voice, like, right. your ghost will never wake you up by sitting on your head. Right, like, right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so so being raised by skeptics, I guess I have to ask: Do you do you personally believe in ghosts? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've never seen a ghost um, myself. <laughs> I've, I've I've encountered supernatural phenomenon uh-huh. uh, that I, uh, you know, I tend to be pretty skeptical even about my own things that I've experienced. But yeah. uh, I know a lot of people who've had really intense ghost experiences, and uh, and I believe them. So I don't know what that means, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I believe in ghosts. I guess that means I believe in real ghosts. Un- well, unlike the trick ghosts in, in, in the book. Well, true, uh, except could, that yeah. according to your rules that you've set up in this book, you could very well be surrounded by ghosts right now. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's that, that kind of ghost. The kind of ghost I talk about in the book, I have many of them in my house. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere haunting you forever. <laughs> Well, that's interesting. Yeah. No, I, I guess there is something about, I like that the book, again, for some ages, they might be like, there's definitely not a ghost. But simultaneously, for those children who really would like to believe in ghosts, it gives them 
you know, sort of a series of excuses for why the rest of us can't see it. Well, yeah, yeah. ghosts are invisible. Yeah. Take its temperature. Is it exactly room temperature? There you go. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's uh, the one. That's the one that they usually really call out. Yeah, they really go. They go. That's just the temperature of the room. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> I like that that still really gets you. Yeah. The, I, of course, was like, what do you mean if I, you know, sneeze, my ghost is right is right behind me. Ah! You know, because yeah. my husband sneezes in threes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, right. obviously. Like you were saying, part of this book is sort of about, de- you could look at it one way, about demystifying things that are scary for kids. It, was that ever, you know, your thought process? Do you think kids... It's good for kids to be scared. What's your theory on kids being scared or or demystifying it or, or any of that? Well, well, one one joke in the book that I always really liked about trying to make kids feel better about being afraid of ghosts was when it lists the things ghosts are afraid of. Yeah, yes. there's a bit, so and, and one of the things ghosts are afraid of is ghosts. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> they're, afraid, they're afraid of kids of and parents. Time. Yeah, <laughs> they're afraid of kids, parents, and ghosts. Um, yeah. and yeah. so. There's something about that suggestion that I think is a, you know, anytime I'm writing for anyone, really, but especially for kids, I'm kind of thinking about how this projects out to a larger meaning in, in the world somehow. I, I always want the, any joke to be somehow meaningful. And that, that joke to me is kind of about how fear works, that you assume you're afraid of somebody else and they're not afraid of you, and you imagine the things you're scared of not having fear, right. you know, in, in the world in general. And it's kind of an empathy joke <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> to imagine it's... what the ghosts are afraid of, which yeah. makes them less scared. Well, because it's so funny. We try and teach our kids that kind of stuff. You know, that snake is more scared of you than you are of them yeah, or right. whatever. And it, why can't that apply to ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think also what plays really well in that same vein is is it's okay for me to talk about the ending, right? That's not, yeah. is that, but it's like, not a spoiler. But yeah, yeah. like it, when it says like, you know, if you love your ghost, your, ho- your ghost will haunt you forever. I feel like that's such a nice way of like giving the control to the child. Like if you're into this, you get, yeah. you get one. If you don't like it, it's not going to be like, it's only there if you want it to be there, which right. I think is like helpful to kids. That's right. Unlike real ghosts. which attach themselves to this is so funny because again i think that is the scariest line in the whole book (laughs) well there there is a mixed response kids there's a mixed response for kids to that line some kids are like the ghost is going to haunt you they they think that it's a negative connotation no matter what we Um, tried to romanticize the word haunt and make it like a a a word meaning love in in, defined in our book yeah some kids definitely go, why is the ghost going to haunt you if he's a nice ghost? And I'm oh. like, yeah, well, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we did, it. it didn't quite work with everybody. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, it's, all, it's all in the reading. It's all in the reading. And I, <laughs> next time I read it, I won't play like the Haunted Mansion soundtrack behind it or one of those records. I, Biz, yeah. I think we should do an experiment where I read the book to your kids and you read the book to my kids and see what happens. <laughs> Let's get ready for therapy. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. It really, despite my own personal baggage that I bring to ghosts, (laughs) Teresa is 100% right that this is the sweetest, like, you know, gentlest way to talk about something kind of spooky and fun, especially, you know, if you want that sort of thing around Halloween without it being like, this ghost is, you know, 
trying to chase you. I mean, I have a ton of Halloween books in my house. Big surprise. And I think many of them are harmless, but I could also see how they might not be. (laughs) (laughs) And this one really is just funny and sweet and, again, plays differently to the different ages of kids that may be lurking about in your house, uh, haunting you, as it were. Um, So thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to link everybody up to where they can get a copy of My First Ghost. Okay, thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne, and justice is within your reach. My mom refuses to take my phone calls. My boyfriend says I should take our cats with me to graduate school, but I think he should keep them. In the court of Judge John Hodgman, justice rules. My partner's board game collection is out of control. My sister won't stop stealing my clothes. I'm Judge John Hodgman. I'm tough, but fair. fair. I'll bring you justice, and I'm only a click away. Tipping, automotive etiquette, siblings, roommates. If you've got a case, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. Judge John Hodgman is tough but fair. fair. Subscribe to the podcast today. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the hosts of Everything's Everything's Coming Coming Up Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons um, that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. Homer wearing that golf outfit is I so funny. It. And then there's, <laughs> when he gets super into golf, he's wearing the golf hat in, in bed. bed. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, yeah. that's no surprise because it's The Simpsons, but... But, I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot of, a lot of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point have been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Smell you later. Ooh. It is Halloween. It's going to be Halloween. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. And I, it is a really sweet book. It is enjoyable if you both are terrified of ghosts or love ghosts. (laughs) There's an important lesson of reading tone. (laughs) So thank you, Teresa, for introducing me to the book. It is really My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, What's also a pleasure and tone related. Is a mom having a breakdown? Hi, this is a rant. It might be a bit incoherent, but still a rant. So my daughter's fourth birthday is today. We live in Australia. My parents, who live in America, want to Skype with her this morning, which is last night their time. The problem is I am at work. I work 10-hour days, and I start my work at 3 in the morning. So it's 12.30 now. I'm just finishing work now. I have been fielding text messages and Facebook messages and worried emails from my family, my mother, and my husband trying to figure out when the hell they're supposed to Skype. 
Why am I in charge of the fucking Skype? They're all adults. They all have each other's email addresses, and they all have each other's text phone number things. Phone numbers. Why can't they work it out for themselves? Why do I have to be in charge of everything when I am at work and I'm already in charge at work? Which I hate, by the way. <sighs> Emotional labor. <laughs> I'm over it. Okay, I feel better. Thank you. I love you guys. I'm glad you feel better. Yeah. Because that is one of those annoying yeah. things that just, it just sort of like organically happens in yeah. the worst ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like you think, you know, like you have a kid, you're in a relationship. Yeah, you're taking on a few things here. You're taking on a few. Th- and then suddenly you find yourself feeling like everybody sees you as the only person who can do all the yeah. stuff. You're everybody's yeah. parent all of a sudden, well, it and, feels like. And people do it unknowingly. Yeah, They're unknowingly. just like, you're my usual connection to Correct. this other person yeah. or to this. I, I'll just, uh, and yeah. Yeah, and it none of that, regardless of how it happens or why it happens, uh, on the wrong day, it feels like the worst. Yes. And even on a good day, it's annoying as hell. Yeah. Well, listen, you are doing a remarkable job. And let's not, like, forget just how hard it is with work hours like that and your daughter turning four. Yeah. I think I've said often on the show that the older the kids get, the worse I am at their birthdays. Mm-hmm. Like, I just somehow forget them or fuck them up or it's not like meeting some expectation. You know, like birthdays mm. have a whole world of like stress yep. around them. They and do. sometimes just trying to coordinate all the family expectations that have to do with birthdays, again, even though they're coming from places of love, can be really overwhelming. So you are doing a very good job. Yes, you are. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned... That life is a brutal landscape of pain and knowledge for small children. (laughs) We also learned that it's very important to us when they're young, and as they get older, we don't care. (laughs) It's not true. What I learned was I had not thought about it along the the, the process, along the lines of thinking of, you know, oh, yeah. Kids are going to get hurt, and it's going to teach them. Yeah. It's going to, they won't do the stairs that way again. Or maybe it'll take them three or four times mm-hmm. to figure out stairs. Yeah. Also, I may be learning something. Sometimes what I'm learning is we are moving to a house without stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> may not be the best response. But other times, I it, it is teaching me, you know, a little bit more about how I should be reacting. Where should I be? How vigilant? Should I not be vigilant? Am I okay to be relaxed? You know, just because something happens once doesn't mean it is going to happen again and again and again. So I feel like there's a lot of, like, guilt, judgment, and then sort of self-forgiveness that comes out of these boo-boos and uh Mm uh-ohs that our kids are having. And that's not always a fun process to go through while we're in the middle of also seeing our kid hurt. Yeah. I also think that, you know, we sometimes conflate, like, our responsibility Mm -hmm. for, like, loving them and caring for them with, like, somehow... Like that safety equals they don't they can't ever get hurt. Right. Like when they get hurt, it's like I should have done this or I should have done that or how could I let this happen? Right. And like it's always a good reminder, I think, to just remember like it's almost like the you know, a lot of times the um 
the food, ad- the feeding advice that we've gotten on the show, oh, yeah. which is like our job is not to get the food into their body. Our right. job is like to provide the food and right. like it's kind of up to them to do the rest. Yeah. And it's sort of like that where, you know, our job is not to prevent every single injury. Our right. job is to give them opportunities to safely learn and grow. Right. And that is going to involve some owies yeah. sometimes. And like, we can, sh- our job is also to show them that we care. Right. But like, it's not to make it not have happened. Like, that's not, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. And it's just like leading me to that whole, you know, realization that you have to kind of maybe spend a million years in therapy for about just like, we can do all the preparing, we can do all the, this is how you do stairs, this is how to stay mm-hmm. safe in the street, blah, 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 blah. But none of that's going to yeah. f- stop it. Yes. You cannot stop it. Yeah. And that, sucks yeah it sucks and i i feel like maybe we don't take enough time to talk about like the psychological toll that we have to like continuously work through when dealing with that Mm. it's like always on the back burner we're always telling our voices they're not gonna run into the street they aren't gonna you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like we like i said the worst thing what is the worst thing really gonna be now i have to just deal with that Mm -hmm. right like that's a lot maybe we're not giving that enough credit to how that might be wearing us out <laughs> right yeah. so anyway great great lessons we also learned that ghosts are everywhere they are and that's either really great or terrifying <laughs> <laughs> yes this is a very factual evidence-based book <laughs> <laughs> this look forward to a whole month. Of, I just want to say I have to give Teresa a quick shout out, but I am so thrilled that she is on board for Spooky Month. Yeah, and we have got so many awesome spooky things planned. <laughs> An amazing guest to come in and talk about different things uh, relating to spookiness. I'm too tired to fight it. I am so excited. <laughs> Everybody, you're doing a really good job. This has been a particularly awful two weeks for many people yeah and definitely it is just try and be really kind to yourself and to others the sort of political and social landscape we're in right now is not one that at least on the page is expressing a lot of kindness and when we're all feeling like there's not a lot we can do one thing we can do is really try and be kind to each other and remember we don't know what the person next to us is going through and to I don't know let's just Try and be nice and vote. <laughs> and call some senators if that's also something you can do. I read this really nice thing online where this woman said on Twitter, if it's just been too much, it's okay to step back. The rest of us have got it for you. Uh-huh. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that is really true. So take care of yourself and those around you, and you're doing a really remarkable job. Teresa, you are doing such a great job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load down mama blue
I got to slow down mama blues. Got to slow down mama blues. Slow down mama blues. Got to slow down mama blues. Got to slow down mama blues. You know that's right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.